friends, I met Daniel when he was just 14 or 15 years old and he was producing this, uh, this film, Light Unshackled. And God has been using Daniel powerfully. He did not even go to film school. But God is blessing this, this amazing young man who decided to give his heart to the Lord. Friends, God can do so much more if we place everything in His hands. Can you say amen to that? And uh, like Daniel, if you have that question, Lord, I'm just one man, but I want to do something for you. Friends, uh, you have heard about uh, a little background of the ministry that I'm working with at ASAP. Friends, there's something that you can do. You can pray for missionaries. You could pray for, for God's work to go forward. And by the way, friends, Gabriel here, my, my prayer partner, and Michael. It's amazing. Gabriel and Michael, two angels, would, uh, would distribute this little piece of paper if you want to sign up to pray for these missionaries. And they will send emails to you as well with some videos and some updates of... Uh, of uh, missionaries in the field so can you raise your hand if you want to pray for for missionaries and Gabriel and Michael yeah the two angels will go around and uh, and they'll give you the piece of paper and you could sign up and friends this uh, this ministry it's it's quite interesting because this ministry is the first ministry that brought me to the to the mission field and I did not even realize that I'll be working with them and ASAP stands for Advocates for the Southeast Asians and the Persecuted. But there's also one acronym of, of ASAP. It's always say a prayer. And when I went to this mission trip, friends, when I saw, when I saw the, the first prayer coordinator, this was the guy who, who also inspired me to spend time praying. Did you have like, like a, I, I'm, I hate to say this, like an idol growing up? Like uh, people that you heard that, that somehow that spoke to your heart. And this guy has impacted my life. And I listened to his message in Audioverse and it brought me to tears. And that somehow propelled me to go into a hardcore, into the prayer ministry. And while I was, I was contacted by ASAP that I'll be working with him in the mission trip, I was just like, wow, this is such an amazing experience. I'm just like this, this little kid, because I'm little, I'm a little kid that was overwhelmed that the person who impacted me is now with me. Friends, there was one time that I was roomed in with him, and we were in Myanmar, the place where he was talking about. We were in Myanmar, and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, I think it was 1.30 or 2 a.m., I, I always do that. That's why when I choose a bed, I always choose the bed that's near the bathroom. So I got up, and you know what? I saw him kneeling on his bed at 2 a.m., kneeling on his bed. I'm thinking, maybe he has some burden that he wants to lift up to the Lord. And I went back to bed. I got up at 4 a.m., to somehow study my, my Bible because at 6, we have to go to the mission field. Friends, I saw him still kneeling on his bed. That man did not, did not preach to me about prayer. He showed me. He showed me a life of prayer. So friends, that's the reason why that I'm here right now. And I owe a lot to this, to this ministry. And it's from, from that time till this time, it brings joy to my heart to pray for missionaries. So that's the only thing that we're asking. Pray for the missionaries. Pray for the mission. Pray for the people who are in the front lines in the place where we should be in right now. And your prayers would mean a lot.
to each one of them. With that being said, can we, can we spend just a minute praying that the Lord will fill us with His Spirit tonight? Amen? Let's be on our knees and turn to the person nearest you. Let's ask that God will grant us His Spirit. Yes, dear Father, that is our prayer tonight, that may you turn our eyes away from the cares of this world. Lord, may we fix our eyes upon the one whose eyes is fixed on us. May all we see is Jesus. May all we hear is Jesus. Lord, once again, I pray that you please move me out of the way. Hide me behind your cross. That you and you alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. And Lord, I ask that you please fill us with your spirit. For we ask all this in the loving and precious name of your son, Jesus. All your children say, Amen. Amen. Friends, you know what? I, I just want to, to praise God and to thank you for all your prayers. It is your prayers that, uh, that sustains the speaker. I, I tell you, I have shared some of the, the things that I've shared with you a number of times, but without a Spirit's anointing, I'll not have the freedom to share this. And I would not even know what message to share with you unless God would really direct what to share. So your prayers are very, very important, friends, and I praise God. And question here tonight. Who among you here that your confidence has been growing upon Jesus as you heard about beautiful characters that, that He has shown you? Glimpses upon glimpses, noon and nighttime. Isn't God good? Can you say amen? amen? Can you declare really with the sincerity of your heart that you could say, God is good? Can you say amen? Amen. 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 God is good. And friends, there are a lot of promises in the Bible that, uh, that somehow should build our confidence because every word that comes out of the mouth of God is power. Would you agree? Yeah. Remember, in Psalms, Psalms 33 verse 6, what is that? Huh? Remember, the word of the Lord is, is the one that created this world. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Verse 9. Friends, Listen to this beautiful promises here. Matthew 19 verse 26 it says, With man this is impossible, but with God what is possible? All things are possible. Mark 9 verse 23, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Remember the story of Tracy, the one that was groomed to be a witch doctor. The moment she believes, the enemy could not hold her back. That is the power of the word. And Mark 10 verse 27, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Amen. Isn't this beautiful, friends? Let's dwell on these beautiful promises tonight. And there's one promise. I don't know about you, but there are some promises in the Bible before that I was thinking, that's too good to be true. Like, is it really? And one of those promises is found in John 14 verse 12. Can you open your Bible with me, or your digital Bible? John 14, verse 12. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, say wait for me. Okay, we will wait. Five seconds. Okay, John 14, verse 12. It says here, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Let's stop there for a moment. That alone is already mind-blowing, isn't it? Who, who is the one saying this? Jesus. Jesus. The works that He's doing, we will do. I'm thinking, really? And then I read the next line. Oh, and greater works than these. 
he will do because I go to my father. I'm thinking, really? Greater works than these? Friends, tonight, we will see the, val the validity of, of this promise. And as you have noticed, I have been bringing to you the book uh, Desire of Ages. Friends, oh, if anyone here has not read Desire of Ages, start reading it. It's just amazing. It'll never grow old. I have read this like multiple times, but every time I read it, there's just something that jumps at me. And if anyone here does not have a copy of it, you could download a digital copy. And uh, you could ask some friends here, they might give you a copy of this. This just introduced to me how beautiful our Savior is. And I realized, friends, that the reason why this book doesn't grow old, it's because of, it's about Jesus. <laughs> It's about Jesus. The more you dwell in His presence, oh, friends, you'll continue to fall in love with Him. Listen to this, friends. Desire of Ages, page 664, paragraph 4, it says, Jesus revealed no qualities and exercised no powers that man may not have through faith in Him. You want me to read it again? It's, this is just powerful. Jesus revealed no qualities and exercised no powers that man may not have through faith in Him. Ooh, can we all say together, wow. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, listen, I'm not done. His perfect humanity is that which all His followers may possess. And this is the condition if they will be in subjection to God as He was. If they will be in what? Subjection to God as He was. And when I look at subjection, what are the words that are related to subjection? I'm thinking, dependent to God as Jesus was. Yielded to God as Jesus was. Surrendered or reliant to God as Jesus was. Friends, this is the condition. If we depend on God the way Jesus depended on God, then we will do all these things. And friends, come to think of this right now. What is stopping us from making this promise a reality in our lives? I'll tell you what. It says here, uh, Christ Object Lesson, page 154. There is nothing so offensive to God or so dangerous to the human soul as pride and self-sufficiency. Friends, all the while I thought like being self-sufficient is okay. Huh? Like if you're not self-sufficient, you're considered as weak. If you are dependent on someone else, you're considered as weak. But friends, the Lord desires us to depend fully on Him. Can you say amen to that? If we don't realize our real condition, my dear friends, we will not be able, we will not see the need of relying fully on God. John 15 verse 5 says, For without me, ye can do nothing. Did you hear this? For without me, ye can do what? Nothing. But friends, the enemy of souls will tell us otherwise. No, you can do it on your own. You can do it on your own, and He will make you doubt every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The moment you think that you can do it apart from God, then that's when you begin to fail. I was just looking at, I was just reading the story of, of, of Joshua. When, when Moses passed on to him the leadership, he just witnessed the powerful conquer of Jericho. What did they do? They just marched. They just did a hike. For the next seven days. In the last day, seven 
and then they blew the trumpet and the walls came down and it says there it's only by the power of God that they have won the battle the next battle was AI a very small country or kingdom and they lost they took the confidence upon themselves that it's their power that defeated Jericho they forgot that without God they would not have defeated that kingdom and friends you know what's the saddest thing even Joshua even Joshua relied on that victory not upon God I did not even know that the moment I read it this morning said what Joshua the chosen one friends no matter what our position is in our walk with God if we detach our reliance upon God we're going down if we detach our reliance upon God, we will not see the fulfillment of this promise. Greater works than these shall he do. And I believe, friends, this is the reason why right now, that there's not much power in the church of God right now. Why? Because we are too self-sufficient. We are too confident on the things that are surround, surrounding us. We might be too confident on the training that we have. We might be too confident on the education that we have. But my dear friends, without God, whatever you have is no match for what He's asking you to do. It's no match for the enemy. Let us move on. His word is more powerful than your doubts, my dear friends. Can you say amen to that? But if you focus on your doubt, you will miss out. That rhymes, huh? (laughs) If you focus on your doubt, friends, you will miss out. The Lord desires for you to need Him. Isn't this beautiful? This is what the Lord desires for each one of us, that we'll be needy of Him. Remember that verse, that quote that I repeat over and over again, from the soul that feels His need, nothing is withheld. And I believe, friends, this is the key. The moment it is is a reality for us that without God we are nothing, we'll be so desperately leaning on Him for everything. Friends, He desires to hear your prayers. He desires to hear your prayers and He desires to lead your life. He desires to give you what He has promised. Greater works than these. And talking about prayer. Joining the prayer ministry, all the while I thought that prayer is a science. It's a science to twist the arm of God that I will get what I want. (laughs) Friends, I'm a a selfish little little Filipino. Most of my prayers before was like, Lord, please make me tall. <laughs> Lord, please take away my pimples. <laughs> most of my prayers are for me. And I've noticed even in the ministry, most of the things that I was praying for was for me. There was one time I was praying, Lord, please bless this talk. And somehow in the stillness of the night, the Lord convicted me. Why? I said, so that your people will be blessed. I said, why? There's the next question. Why? So that I don't know. And then the Lord wanted to expose my heart. And you know what's the real reason why? So that I'll look good in front of people. So that I'd sound good in front of people. So they will praise me. And I realized, friends, our hearts are deceitful. And I read this, this beautiful, beautiful definition of prayer 
This is from the book Living by Faith, chapter 35, and the chapter is entitled Prayer. Listen to the definition. What is prayer and what is the purpose for which it is offered? It is the expression of your consent to what God is willing and waiting to do for you. Isn't this beautiful? I'm the only one who's amazed here. (laughs) Isn't this beautiful? It is the consent, it is the expression of your consent to what God is willing and waiting to do for you. Friends, don't you think that what God desires to do for you is more than you desire to do for yourself? Do you believe that God knows what you desire? And you believe that your desire is so small compared to what He desires for you? Oh, listen to this, friends. It is expressing to God your willingness to let Him do for you what He wants to. And then I realize, friends, there are so many things. There were a lot of things in my life that God was wanting to do for me. But you know what stands in the way? What I want what I thought was best for me. (laughs) What God's desire for you will blow your mind. Can you say amen? Amen. If you have not been listening to the previous testimonies, on my own, I was only able to travel outside of the Philippines only once (laughs) on a budget ticket. And when the Lord brought me into being a missionary, I have constant jet lag. Friends, this is the life with God. He desires to show you that He can do so much more. Listen to this. It is not left for you to instruct the Lord in regard to what you need. Whoa. It is not left for you to instruct the Lord in regard to what you need. My dear friends, we forget sometimes when we bend our knees, we forget who this God that we're praying to. Sometimes we're thinking that He is at our level. I don't know if you have listened to the... The pineapple stories. Hmm? There was this, <laughs> this, uh, what do you call this? This, uh, the, the, aside from the missionary, this uh, oh, native. He was walking along the jungle and he was under the trees and he said, Lord, he was praying, Lord, I'm the missionary's companion and I'm walking in the jungle right now. You might not see me because the, the, the trees are very thick. <laughs> Friends, sometimes we are that native. We forget that the God that we're praying to is a powerful God. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the one who needs you in your mother's womb. He knows what takes you. He knows what annoys you. He knows even parts of you that you do not know about yourself. Listen, friends. Your heavenly Father knoweth what things you have need before you ask Him. He knows what you need much better than you know yourself. And you know what about prayer? Listen to this. Romans 8 verse 26. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Even in prayer, we do not know what to pray. Listen to the the Living Bible. This is the translation. It says, For we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how to pray as we should. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. Isn't this beautiful? Even in prayer, we need the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. Wow. And thinking, we could be self-sufficient. My dear friends, we can't. 
And I love this beautiful promise in Review and Herald. It says, He taught them that the prayer which God accepts is the simple. Ooh, is what type of prayer? Simple. The simple, earnest petition from a soul that feels its need. And I like the promise. And He promised to send the Holy Spirit to indict their prayers. Friends, I looked up the word indict because English is not my first language. Indict means to compose. It is His promise that the Holy Spirit will compose our prayers. You know what that means? It's the prayer of God through each and every one of you. Friends, you know what your desire? is so small to what He desires for you. If you want to pray big prayers, let the Holy Spirit pray those prayers in your heart that your lips will be able to utter it. Can you say amen? amen? Let us move on. That's why that heart needs to be emptied. That heart needs to be submitted. And it says here, and that I may know him, God will not occupy a divided heart or reign from a divided throne. Every rival that holds the affections and diverts them from the God of love must be dethroned. The Lord demands all that there is of us. And there must be no reserve. Friends, if you want that the Holy Spirit should be the one composing, there'd be no other compositions in there. It should all be His. Can you say amen again? I know you're tired, but amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. And when this happens, greater works than these you will do. Oh, friends. And listen to this next thought here. He did not refer merely to the miracle working, but to all that would take place under the working of the Holy Spirit. Under the working of the Holy Spirit. When we read about this, these lines, it did not hit me before. Under the working of the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? Friends, I'll give you a little description of the blessing of the Holy Spirit. It says here, In giving the Holy Spirit, it was impossible for God to give more. Did you hear this? In giving the Holy Spirit, it was impossible for God to give more. You know what that means? He gave us the best already. He gave us the best. And listen, friends, to this gift, nothing could be added. By it, all needs are supplied. And I like this next line. The Holy Spirit is the vital presence of God. Wow. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God Himself. The vital presence of God. So friends, did you see now? You know what's possible? Everything is possible. Is there anything too hard to do for the Lord? What? Nothing, friends, nothing. And let us move on. It says here, the Savior, oh, I like to read the last line. It says, we need an enlarged conception in order to comprehend its value. Friends, we do not really see the value of that beautiful gift. God gave us the Holy Spirit that His presence will be with us day by day, moment by moment. Friends, just imagine if the presence of God is with you, who can be against you? If the presence of God is with you, what storm could take you out of His hand? Nothing. What are the things that could scare you? Nothing. Friends, if you are with the gang leader or, or with the, the 
criminal, the leader, the big boss, the godfather, if you're walking with him and his hand is over you and you're walking through those challenging places, will you be afraid? No, my dear friends, it's a bad comparison. <laughs> and I know you're more secure sometimes when there are strong brute and bad guys. But my dear friends, God is way, way, way more powerful than any of those drug lords. Friends, that is the God who wants to walk with you. And it doesn't matter if you're small. <laughs> the smaller you see yourself, the more you see the reality that you need a big God. Friends, look at me. I, I don't even know how to drive. Seriously, that's not a joke. But I've gone to a lot of places more than you have. <laughs> Isn't God amazing? Yeah. Huh? That's what happens when you lean full in the one who could bring you drivers. <laughs> God is good, amen? amen? We don't take him at his word because we lean so much on the things that we can do. But my dear friends, we are missing out on what we have not seen. Great and mighty things that we have not seen, friends. It says here, the Savior's promise. Oh, yes, this is a beautiful thought. The Savior's promise to His disciples is a promise to His church to the end of time. <sighs> to the end of time. Only one is excited. <laughs> I'll take that. God did not design that His wonderful plan to redeem man should achieve only insignificant results. It is not His plan that His work will achieve only insignificant results. Why is it insignificant, my dear friends? It means to say that we have not been leaning fully on Him. Test Him. Try Him. And see what the result will be. If you lean fully on this powerful God that has been trying to win your confidence. It says here, all who will go to work trusting not in what they themselves can do, but in what God can do through them. You know what this means? This is a work that is done mostly by prayer, by fully depending on Him. will certainly realize the fulfillment of this promise. Greater works than these shall He do. Friends, are you excited? Now you see the reason why that we are as fruitless as we are. Because we have not been leaning on the one who could accomplish these things for us. And friends, talking about prayer, a friend of mine, who's also the leader in, in one of the ministries, said, Jen, I know I love to pray. I want to pray the way Jesus prayed. He prayed all night. But for me, I, I spend like five minutes and I'm all prayed out. <laughs> have you experienced that? You want to pour out your heart to God and you're thinking, I prayed already like 30 minutes and what, six minutes? <laughs> huh? And thinking, I don't, know what to, I don't know what to ask for more. Friends, you know what? This is a beautiful thought because even the desire for prayer does not come from us. Listen to this. Oh, the Review and Herald. The greatest blessing that God can give to man is the spirit of earnest prayer. Did you hear this? The greatest blessing that God can give to you and to me is not a Ferrari. It's not a house. That's too small for Him. 
is the spirit of earnest prayer. Why? All heaven is open before the man of prayer. Wow, all heaven. What do you wish compared to all heaven? What do you desire compared to all heaven? The ambassadors of Christ will have power with the people after they have, with earnest supplication, come before God. How much time in prayer do we spend when we go and do God's work? Maybe opening prayer and closing prayer. But are we bathing everyone in prayer? If we are not bathing anything in prayer, my dear friends, we cannot expect that we will have a feast if we invest only in drive throughs Did you hear this? Friends, we cannot expect a feast if we are only investing in street food. Friends, the Savior longs to give us a greater blessing than we ask. And He delays the answer to our prayer that He may show us the evil of our own hearts and our deep need of His grace. Friends, most of the time we just want the blessing but not the blesser. We just desire protection but not His direction. Have you noticed? Most of the time we just ask, Lord, please protect me. But from, go back again few more steps. Lord, lead me. Amen? Amen. Because where His leading is, there, where, there, there will His protection be. Wherever He leads you, His presence will be with you. You do not even have to ask for protection. You just have to ask to always be in His presence. Did you hear this, friends? But most of the time, we want, we want to follow our own will, our own way, thinking that we know where we're going. No one sees the future. No one sees the end from the beginning. Who among you hear what's going to happen? Who among you here knows what's going to happen five minutes from now? No one? Two minutes from now? 30 seconds from now? No one even knows that I'm going to do this. No one. Only he knows. Amen? Amen. So isn't it right to depend fully on the one who sees? Who knows? Oh, Jem's going to dock. And he knows everything. Let's depend on him. He knows the very heart of each and every person. We don't know their condition. We don't know their past. But he does. And he knows their future. He knows your future too. So let's go on. Let's move on to this beautiful quote that I shared with you a while ago from from the book, uh, Living by Faith. God knows all the needs that you have and is ready and anxious to supply them. Isn't this amazing? This is the God that we serve. He knows the needs that you have and is ready. And the next line blew my mind. And anxious. Can you picture a God that is so anxious to supply what you need? And sometimes we pray to Him like, Lord, please give it. We forget that our God desires to give you good gifts, friends. But listen to this. He is ready and anxious to supply them, but He waits for you to realize your need of Him. He waits for us to realize our need of Him. And when this longing is felt, when your soul feels an intense desire for the help that God alone can give, when the language of the soul is like, as the deer panteth for the water. You know what pant means? Of course, you're Americans, you know this. 
fat means for those of you who are like me to long eagerly Oof. to long eagerly for God isn't this beautiful friends do you desire to have the desire in your heart to long eagerly for God and then you know what's the effect listen to what the effect would be the effect is to open the channel between God and your soul then the flood of blessings can descend from which God was already waiting to pour out. Wow! Friends, did you hear this? The Lord desires for you to desire Him because when you desire Him, you have everything. You have all power that He desires to give. And, oh, this is my favorite line. And it is the intensity of your desire that determines how wide the door will be opened. Did you hear this? It is the intensity of your desire that determines how wide the door will be opened. Friends, we have been praying the wrong prayer, don't we? We've been praying for, for coins. <laughs> when God is desiring to give you everything. It's just like, we are like this, this, this people who has received a check, one billion dollars. But what we do with a check is that we put it in the book, we iron it every day, we put perfume on it, and appreciate it all. But we do not cash it. We do not cash it. Friends, that is how we look at the promises of God. We should take Him seriously. Can you say Amen? amen. Oh, He knows them. He knows your wants and your needs. Oh, let me read that again. It says here, you need, more, you need to more clearly realize the great truth that God sees and knows everything that you need and has every provision made for all your wants. This is not even talking about your need now. Even your wants. He knows them before you have thought of those wants yourself. Your work is not to determine what must be done to relieve your wants but to place yourself in a position where God can relieve them by the means which he, has, which he has provided. You want to move according to His plans. Remember, He has His plans for us, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And not set about the fruitless task of trying to make Him work for you according to some plans of your own. Friends, when I talk about my missionary work, I like to also highlight some of my friends who have been doing the same thing because people will, will, will say, oh Jem, your work is so unique. Maybe it's only applicable for one people, for one person. And I said, you don't know. There are, there are fellow missionaries that somehow took God at His word and have seen great and mighty things. Friends, I don't know about you. If you know uh, the guy named Jasper, Ivan, and I think Jasper spoke here. Jasper is like one of my younger brothers. They call me Kuya. I'm the oldest. So friends, Jasper, in just five years in the ministry, when he fully surrendered everything to God, uh, compared to what I have traveled, <laughs> that is nothing compared to what Jasper has traveled. I have, I have been to like 20 countries in the last 11 years. Jasper has been to 50 countries. <laughs> in just five years. Five years, he is fully depending on the Lord for everything. And by the way, Jasper is like Daniel, has not studied, has not studied photography, did not have any 
uh, proper training when it comes to videography. And he graduated, by the way, theology. And he graduated videography and photography in YouTube University. And, but he dedicated everything to God. And the Lord used him powerfully. Actually, like five or six of his photos are featured in National Geographic website. Isn't this amazing? And he's doing everything for God. And if you're familiar with, with the film Lineage, if you see the drone shots, almost all of the drone shots is his. And now he's one of the main videographers of, of Lineage. Actually, he's now in, in Kenya, I think going to Zimbabwe or, yes, Jasper is traveling like every single week. And friends, what happened was, Last year, I think July or, or June, I received a call because Jasper, when, when coronavirus happened, he was here. He was here in the U.S., so he overstayed because there's no place to go and he could not get back home. The borders were closed, even for the Filipinos. The moment Jasper was, was able to come back home, he got stuck in the Philippines for four months for a guy who travels a lot. That's like torture for him. So he was calling me, Kuya Jem, I, I could not stay still. I'm having a fever here, just sitting down, doing nothing. I want to do things for God. So he, he bought a ticket and came to the U.S. At like 2 a.m., I received a call. Kuya Jem, I'm here in San Francisco right now. They held me back in the immigration office. They've been interrogating me for nearly 10 hours. And they're sending me back home. Friends, they canceled his visa. They banned him for like five years. Friends, the moment I heard that, I was about to just like cry on the phone. I have gone through what Jasper has, has been going through. Like going from one immigration to another. If you are a Filipino passport holder, friends, it is scary. Every time, every time you line up, every time you arrive in the U.S., I'm praying. Like, Lord, please help me out. Dear Lord, please let me go through this. And friends, that has been an experience. But Jasper had it worse. His visa was canceled. He is sent back. So I told him, Jap, I believe that God's work for you in the Philippines is not done yet. Friends, it was, I was depressed for Jasper. And when he went back home, I was communicating with him. I, I somehow catch up with my fellow missionary brothers and sisters. And while I was there communicating with Jasper, the Lord somehow convicted me. His work has not, has not been finished in the Philippines. And I'm thinking, Lord, he has no work in the Philippines. Yes, you know what? God has a work for him. Since he has more time in the Philippines, he went to Palawan. Palawan is a beautiful place. He went to the mountains of Palawan and he somehow met up with, with a mission pilot, a medical missionary pilot, whom he has promised that he'll do a production video with. And um, so he went with, with Daniel Liu, or I don't know if he pronounced uh, his name right. So he went to the mountains of Palawan and this, this, uh, this missionary pilot used his talent to bring the patients from the mountains to the clinic. Friends, just imagine one minute of, of helicopter ride, it will take one hour of hike. So he travels like 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 
and picks this people up. And while Jasper was filming him, he saw this need for, for a school. And he saw a volunteer teacher, Teacher Jillin. Teacher Jillin was sponsored by American missionaries. And he could have, as she could have had a brighter career, but she chose to stay in the mountains. And Teacher Jillin teaches these kids under the trees, on top of the mountain, and these kids walk for like two, three hours barefoot. And Jasper was moved by this. When he went back, when he went back to, to the headquarters, this idea, I believe that was the Holy Spirit's idea that was given him. Start a school funded by social media. So he posted in GoFundMe, they have a goal of $10,000. Friends, in less than 24 hours, they raised $12,000. It went up and up. And friends, actually right now, they have like $23,000, $24,000. And friends, one by one, people begin to notice Jasper. Celebrities in the Philippines, the, the Hollywood of the Philippines noticed him. There was this guy whose, whose wife is one of the most popular pop stars in the Philippines. Invited him to do a vlog with him. Another guy as well who's, who's very much big in a social media influencer and also the husband of one of the popular TV hosts and actress, international actress, invited him to join a vlog. And friends, now Jasper has this opportunity, this platform to share God's goodness to these people. Another podcast invited him and the podcast interview became the number one podcast in the Philippines throughout that week. Friends, God was opening doors upon doors upon Jasper. And sometimes Gabriel and I will, will video call him and, and he will be in the jungles. He will be lying down in the hammock and it, he'll tell me, Oh, Manong Jem, this is the happiest I've been. Friends, isn't it amazing that when God's ways and plans are followed, you'll have the highest satisfaction of your life. He thought <laughs> that his plans here in the U.S. are the best. But by God's goodness, the cancellation of his plans was actually a way for him to see the highest joy that he could ever receive. Friends, they set up the school. They were thinking of 30 to 40, 40 the most students. Friends, the school opened, 100 plus students came. 100 plus students came. You could follow it actually in his Instagram. 100 plus students came, and even the parents of the students are now learning ABCs. Isn't amazing? And friends, people begin to notice the work. And now the students, they have whole year supply of food in their school because Jasper was going around looking at, <laughs> looking at the meals of the kids. It's, it's rice. Yes, friends, Filipino, we love rice. Rice is life. Rice is happiness. <laughs> so their packed lunch, they don't even have packed lunch. They have packed banana leaves. And Jasper was opening those banana leaves and it's just rice and salt. I said, is this your meal? I said, and that's, that's the rice that's already hardened rice. They're like you could throw the person in, to the person and he got injured. Some of them are just that like. So, and, and Jasper said, wow, so this is it. He posted it in social media. Child Impact sponsored the whole year of rice. 
another agency sponsor this sponsor that friends it's just one blessing after another through the effort of this guy who was canceled here isn't God amazing friends we do not have to go ahead of him and it's a beautiful beautiful God that we serve that he holds us back from following our own way our own will that he may show us his way that he's prepared for us isn't our God good friends and and when the Lord put us in a difficult spot remember this this line also from desire of ages in every difficulty we are to see a call to prayer in every difficulty we are to see a call to prayer did you hear this friends in every situation when God is with us it's a situation to praise him and thank him for let us move on we're about to end friends 15 more pages okay it says here no need none need feel that they are powerless for Christ declares all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth he has promised that he will give this power to his workers he promised that he will give this powers to you seems like you don't want it amen amen his power is to become their power his power is to become your power my power my dear friends for this last few days you have heard about God's goodness about all the amazing things this bountiful provision is just a preview of what God is waiting to do in your life it is just a trailer of the epic movie that God wants to produce in you amen <laughs> because a life that the Lord desires for you to live is a life of a series of uninterrupted victories did you hear that isn't that a boring life uninterrupted victories I want defeat sometimes Lord no oh no friends this is the life that the Lord desires for you to live should we be excited about it if we have not experienced it it means to say my dear friends that we're about to if we take him at his word oh here's another thought here that blew my mind listen to this from Christ's object lesson to human beings striving for conformity or likeness to the divine image there is imparted an outlay of heaven's treasure an excellency of power that will place them higher than even the angels who have never fallen wow. Wow. isn't this mind-blowing again oh to human beings striving for conformity likeness to the divine or likeness to the divine image there is imparted an outlay of heaven's treasure an excellency of power that will place them higher than even the angels who have never fallen Amen. isn't this amazing friends this is what the Lord desires for you to experience this is what the Lord desires for you a life <sighs> a life like this don't settle for what you desire right now that is too low that is powerless desire what he desired for you friends and all these beautiful and powerful promises will mean nothing if we do not take him at his word 
will mean nothing if we do not lean fully on Him the way a child leans upon his father. And friends, remember, remember the time that Moses lifted up that snake, that bronze, that brazen serpent. And friends, remember what, what caused it. What caused it was the people of, of Israel did not take him at his word. They did not even somehow honor, acknowledge, or respect the miracles that they have just witnessed. I'm still reading that right now, and it's frustrating. At the same time, it, it is teaching me so many lessons that I have been failing in my life. Murmuring in the presence of God. Murmuring in the presence of all these bountiful blessings. And now the Lord showed them actually, this is what happens when I remove my hand upon you. And all the serpents came. And friends, just imagine, people were dying left and right. And listen, friends, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so has the Son of Man have been lifted up. And whosoever looks unto him in faith may not perish but have everlasting life. Look to Jesus, the uplifted, uplifted on the cross. When the serpent was lifted upon the pole in the camp of Israel, the proclamation went forth that all who were bitten by the fiery serpents were to look to that brazen symbol, and whoever looked was immediately healed. Did you hear this? The people were not to reason how this was possible, not to question wherein was the virtue to make them whole. They were to do exactly as they were bidden. They were to take the instruction to heart. And those who stopped to reason died. Friends, life is offered to us. If we reject it, it will be our choice. Power is given to us. But if we do not fully lean on Him, my dear friends, what can we expect? Friends, it says here, Just so we are to look to Jesus, sinful, erring, weak, unworthy, we are to take the Word of God, the invitation of Christ, Come unto me, all ye, that are, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Friends, if you are still restless, then respond to his invitation to come to his presence. Can you say amen? You might be lingering around, around him. Friends, it's time to stop just going around. It's time to stay in his presence. And if you're still, if your heart is still heavy with burdens, I'm sure that you are not carrying his burden. For his promises, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Can you say amen? amen. Friends, that is the indication if your face is still heavy, if your shoulders are still aching. It means to say, it's not God's yoke that you're carrying. It's your own. And get this, your yoke is heavier than God's. Place it at His feet. My dear friends, to perish with all these promises is nonsense. To perish with all this powerful assurance is nonsense. My suggestion is, let us be like Solomon when he started the ministry. In 1 Kings 3 verse 7 when he said, I am but a little child. I don't know how to go out or to come in. Friends, let's start taking the Father's word 
to heart. Can you say amen? And his word is telling you in Joshua 1 verse 5, I will not fail you, I will not leave you nor forsake you. In Hebrews 13 verse 5, he repeated that, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And Desire of Ages 313, he reminded us, God's children are never absent from his mind. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? God's children are never absent from his mind. And lastly, Isaiah 43 verse 1. He said, fear not, fear not my child, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Friends, how can you be afraid when the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords says, you are mine. And if you give in to him, when the enemy comes in knocking, you should see the face of Jesus with his shoulders. You are sitting here. His shoulders like this. When the enemy comes in, you'll see the face of Jesus asking the enemy, what? <laughs> My dear friends, let us run to his presence. Stop running on your own. Stop following your own wisdom. It's foolishness. Lean on the one who knows your way to his presence. And as we end this night, let us end this in the presence of God. Can we gather together here? A social distancing would allow us? Come. Dear Father, we just want to praise you and give you thanks from what we have heard about you tonight. Friends, whatever the Lord convicts your heart and the Holy Spirit composes in our hearts, any thanksgiving, any praise that you have learned tonight, let us give it back to him. Father, I'd like to begin this by giving you praise and giving you thanks for making us realize that you desire for us to desire you. Dear Father, we praise you and we thank you for reminding us that you are a faithful God. You're a powerful God. And every word that you have promised, you stand by it. And Lord, thank you so much for reminding us tonight of what you desire to give us. So Lord, please help us to lean fully upon you. Show us, dear Father, our follies. Show us where we have been powerless. And help us, Lord, to realize our greatest need of you. And dear Father, when we are afraid, when we are shaken, Lord, please remind us of that beautiful promise in Isaiah 43, verse 1. Fear thou not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by mine, by your name. You are mine. Lord, we praise and we thank you that we are yours. Lord, please help us never ever to leave your presence ever again. We give you back all the praises, the glory, and the honor. We pray all this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus. All your children say, Amen. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.